0: Welcome to the Simple Power Podcast. In this week's episode, we're getting into the subject of healing and praying for the sick. A really, really practical way to demonstrate the kingdom, to demonstrate the power of God to the world around you. You don't want to miss it. This is episode 25, and it starts right now. What's going on, guys? I'm Duke Lamastra, and you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm really, really excited that you're here. I'm looking forward to breaking some things down for you this week. Thanks so much in advance for taking the time to listen to this week's episode, or if you happen to be on another platform, maybe you're watching this week's episode. But thank you so much for being here. Thanks in advance for subscribing and for sharing. You really, really mean the world to me. And uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into it I wanted to get into something that is one of the most important things in the in the world to me and this is something that I haven't uh, devoted a full session to yet we've talked about it here and there in several episodes but I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to just kind of unpacking some things and breaking some things down in in terms of healing the sick, praying for the sick, praying for healing, all that kind of stuff. I want to get some biblical perspective out there. And then maybe depending on where this conversation goes, maybe share some of my personal experiences with you as well. But uh, yeah, this is something that is so near and dear to my heart. One of the most important things in the world to me personally is praying for and ministering to the sick. Uh, It's rare for me to go anywhere to any church or conference event, whatever, uh, where I have an opportunity to, to speak, to minister, to preach. It's rare for me to go into those settings and not... Pray for the sick. It's it's just it, it's a rarity. It doesn't matter if it's a Sunday morning or if it's a youth conference or a worship conference. If it's a leaders meeting, it, it doesn't matter. If there's ten people in a room that have to listen to me for any extended period of time, then I'm more than likely going to end up praying for the sick. It's just the way that I am, and there's two reasons for that. The first reason is really just because of what I said. It's a passion for me. It's something that I'm passionate about. But more importantly. I just really think that there needs to be a demonstration of the gospel that we're preaching. Praying for the sick is not the only way to demonstrate the power of the gospel, but praying for the sick and praying for healing and all of that I think is so it it's just it's just so practical it's such a practical thing that we can do to demonstrate the power of god but also the love of god the compassion of god all of that because jesus when we look at the life of jesus he healed people pretty much everywhere that he went Jesus ministered to people based on where they were, but so often when he went into large groups of people, multitudes would come after him. there were always there were always needs, and that's one thing that you can be sure of is if you're in a group of more than one person, <laughs> like even if it's a small group, uh, there's going to be needs, there's going to be physical needs, there's going to be people that need a touch from God in the area of healing and Jesus healed people like I said, pretty much everywhere that he went, because what Jesus did, we need to understand what Jesus did and what he came to do. Of course, he came to save. He came to seek and save the lost. He came that we might have life, that we might have it more abundantly. He came to do all kinds of things. The Bible talks about all kinds of things that Jesus came to do, that he came to reveal, that he came to show us. He also, he came to reveal the Father. And everything that Jesus did, he was demonstrating the nature of our heavenly father. That's what he was doing. He told Philip, he said, if you've seen me, well, really he was talking to all the disciples, but it was in response to Philip's petition of him in in John chapter 14. Philip is like, show us the father. And Jesus is like, are you kidding me? I'm paraphrasing, but are are you kidding me? I've been with you all this time. It's been three years and and you haven't seen me? What's up, Philip? Don't you know, haven't you understood up to this point that I am in the Father and the Father's in me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. He only did what he saw the Father do. He spent time in the presence of God. He saw what God was doing. He saw and he understood the will of his Father. And then that's what he did. He carried it out. All the miracles that he did, the opening the eyes of the blind, all the people that he raised from the dead, all the people that he spoke to the lepers that he cleansed the demons that he cast out everything that Jesus did like every act of compassion when he spoke to Zacchaeus and he treated him like a friend he didn't treat him like an outsider like a despicable person like everybody else he went to his home and he ate with him and he spoke into his life and brought transformation into that man's life the woman that was caught in the act of adultery Jesus got in between her and her accusers and he spoke words of life to her in a way that brought change and transformation into her life he saved her life but in all of those scenarios and everything that Jesus did, he was demonstrating the heart of the Father. He was demonstrating the nature of God. When he opened the eyes of the blind, he was demonstrating the will of the Father, and that's what we need to understand. When we look at Jesus, we see the perfect will of God demonstrated. Jesus is, Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus came to show us who the Father is. When we look at Jesus, we see God. He is God, but he came to demonstrate to us in a way that we can see, touch, experience the nature of who God the Father is. That's what Jesus came to reveal to us. If we've seen Jesus, we've seen the Father. And so Jesus gives us perfect and clear understanding for what the will of God is and you and I have the privilege of living in a world where we get to we get to live life and walk through life And whether you are a minister or not, as far as a profession, as far as, you know, a job, it doesn't matter if you're in ministry, if you're in part-time or full-time ministry, or if you own a business, you have a career, you go to school, you're unemployed, (laughs) it doesn't matter, wherever you are in life right now, it doesn't matter. If you are born again, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. That means that the power of God, the power of God lives and works Within you, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that rested upon Jesus as he cleansed the lepers, as he raised the dead, as he called out things in people, as he called people into their purpose and their destiny, as he opened the eyes of the blind, the same spirit of God lives inside of you. The spirit of the living God lives inside of you and inside of me. And so we have this privilege of walking through life and we live in a world that's broken. We live in a world where we are surrounded by people with all kinds of needs. And I know you have needs of your own and so do I. We have needs in our families, in our communities, in our schools, in our jobs, in our neighborhoods. We have this privilege of demonstrating the nature of who God is. That's what Jesus came to show us. Jesus, he, he's always been God. He's eternally existent. He's He wasn't created. He never stopped being God. None of that stuff is true. If you've ever heard anybody say anything like that, it's just simply not true. He never stopped being God, but he did become a man. We have to recognize that he did become a man. He clothed himself in human flesh. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. He never sinned. He was absolutely perfect, and he demonstrated to us what's possible for a child of God who's yielded to the Holy Spirit and he operated in the power of the Holy Spirit and he showed us how to do the same. Actually, let me let me just read two verses here. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And when Jesus had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. In verse 8 of the same chapter, Jesus is speaking now. He says to his disciples, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received Freely give Freely you have received So freely give We have freely received This gift of salvation And life And righteousness And peace And everything that God has given to us But guess what It's not just so that it stays on the inside of us You're saved and it's awesome You're going to go to heaven And experience eternal life with Jesus Jesus died for that That's awesome But it doesn't make sense For us to keep this incredible gift of salvation Everything that God has given to us and that he's done for us, the spirit of God that lives inside of us, the power of God that lives and works in us, it doesn't make sense for us to keep it all to ourselves and not demonstrate the nature of the God that we serve to the world around us in practical ways. And so one of the reasons that I I love praying for the sick so much is because it just becomes such a practical demonstration. I think that's why Jesus did it so often, because it's just such a practical way to serve the people around you. And I know that we're not Jesus and we're not perfect and we're not always going to get it right and all this kind of stuff. But it does not mean that we should not endeavor to demonstrate the power of God to the world around us. The Bible says, Paul said, That the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The kingdom of God is meant to be demonstrated. We love to talk about the kingdom of God. We love to talk about how big God is and how good he is and how faithful he is. And I love it. I love all of it. But there's got to be a point of demonstration as well. I've heard too many people, you know, well, you just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. Well, yeah, they need Jesus. That's why they're talking to you. All right. That's why you're in their life, because Jesus lives in you and you have an opportunity to demonstrate Jesus to that person. And I don't I don't really care if you've been saved for 50 years or 50 minutes. I don't care if you've still got issues in your life, if you still got problems that you're struggling with. So many people think that, oh, well, I, I can't do this. I can't minister, quote unquote, to somebody. I can't pray for this person. I can't heal the sick. I can't do these things because I have this issue in my life or maybe because I've got sickness in my own body. So many people limit themselves because they haven't had breakthrough for something that they want as well. And so it actually becomes a condemnation thing that they live under. And look, I mean, I get it. I've been there. I thought, Well, if I can't even get healed myself, then, then why should I believe that I could be able to pray for someone else and see them get better? Those two things don't cancel each other out. If you've ever thought like that or felt like that, just stop. Just stop it. The power of God lives and works in you. Maybe you've prayed for the sick before and nothing happened. Maybe you've prayed for somebody who was sick before and then eventually through the process of time they ended up dying. I've definitely been there. And what that's done is it's caused us to, it's caused so many people to develop a theology around the things that didn't happen. A theology that says, well, maybe God doesn't heal everybody. Maybe God allows sickness to exist in somebody's life because he wants to teach them something. Or maybe you've even gone a step further. I've heard this too, that God has caused sickness to be in somebody's life. God brought sickness into somebody's life in order to teach them something. By the way, that last one, don't ever say that to me in my presence, just because I have very strong feelings about that. Look, we can't change the nature of who God is because of what we've experienced or because of what we haven't experienced or because of what we've seen or because of what we heard or anything like that. God is our healer, period. Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes, we are healed. Peter would requote that same passage of scripture and he would say, by his stripes, we were healed. Healing is not something that might, could be possibly for some people, healing is, Is your right as a son, as a daughter of God, by his stripes, we are healed. That doesn't say we might be, or maybe, or could be, or if you do this, or if you say this right, if you pray exactly the right way, that's not what it is. We need to stop limiting God because of what we've seen, or haven't seen, or anything like that. You need to understand that as a son, as a daughter of God, you have authority over sickness period. You have authority to cleanse lepers, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. He gave the command in Matthew chapter 10 verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Stand in the authority, the power of God that lives inside of you that you have access to. You have access to it. It's who you are. It's not based on you. It's based on him. Now, here's the other thing that I just need to address. Jesus never told his disciples, pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. You need to recognize that When you have an opportunity to minister to somebody who is sick, you actually have authority to step in and to heal. Now, I know that you and I don't have the power to heal. I get that. I know that there's nothing in me that that person needs. I get that. I know that I don't physically have the ability in my hands to put them on somebody and to heal that person. I understand that. But Jesus said to do it. All right. He said to do it. He said it several times in the Gospels to do it. He gave us command to heal the sick. God does not give us command without giving us the ability to carry it out. It's not my ability. It's not your ability. It's his ability. It's the ability of God, the power of God working in you, working through you, flowing through you to that person. God is the source. You are a conduit. You're like a power cord connected from God to whatever that situation is in front of you, that person in front of you that needs to experience a move of God in their life whether it's an addiction that needs to be broken, healing for sickness, or whatever it is, you actually have the privilege of being a conduit for a move of God, for the power of God to flow through and to bring change and transformation into the lives of people. That's who you are. Now, again, that's not about you. It's not so you can get a big head, so you can feel like you're all great or anything like that. It's a humbling thing to recognize that God chooses (laughs) broken people and vessels like you and I to move through, to work through, to flow through. It's because he's so good. All this stuff, it all demonstrates just more and more and more how good and how big and how faithful he really is. Because if he could use somebody like this guy, he's so good. He's so good that he can use people like me and you to do the impossible. And he actually calls us to do it. So for us to sit around and say, well, I'm not ready for that. I can't do that kind of thing. I'm not good enough for that. (laughs) Just stop. Because it's not about you. It's not. It's about him. And the best way to learn how to do anything, the best way to get comfortable or to get confident with doing the impossible, it's not like watching a YouTube video about it. Like, that could help. But ultimately, it's getting out there and doing it. The best way to learn how to operate in the power of God to see miracles happen, to demonstrate the kingdom of God is just to get out there and do it. And it doesn't you don't need a platform for it. You don't need to be in front of a church or a group of people. It's when you're in Walmart or you're at the mall or you're at the park or you're wherever and you see somebody in a wheelchair or you see somebody who's walking with a limp or you see somebody and you just have compassion for them and maybe God puts something on your heart for them or reveals to you something about them, about their situation, that they're going through a difficult time and to say, hey, I was just wondering if it's okay for me to pray with you. Is there anything going on in your life that you need prayer for? And just watch God work through you. If the person tells you no or they tell you to take a hike or they tell you you were wrong... Even, even, even if it gets like the worst scenario possible where someone actually gets so mad at you that you're a Christian that they cuss you out or they spit at you or they get mad and walk away like, so what? They're not rejecting you as a person. That's not any kind of uh, indicator that you're a bad person or anything like that. You were simply being faithful and being obedient to what you were being moved by the Spirit of God to do. So don't allow those things to bother you so much. I know that the number one reason why we probably don't talk to as many people or minister to as many people or tell as many people about Jesus as we could or as we could. Should is because of that fear, because of that fear of rejection, because of that fear of what are they going to think of me, or sometimes it's because of that fear, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, of, well, I've got this going on in my life, you know, so how can I talk about Jesus with somebody else? I want to say something to you as loving as I possibly can get over yourself, just get over yourself, just get over it. Whatever excuses that you've been using to limit. Your ability, and I don't mean your ability in terms of it's your ability, but limiting yourself from demonstrating the kingdom of God to the world around you in practical ways, just let it go because he's bigger than all of it. Whatever your reason is, whatever your excuse is, he's bigger than all of it. Look, you and I have this privilege of demonstrating the nature of the God that we serve, demonstrating the kingdom of God to the world around us. It's an awesome privilege, and I'm not perfect at it, you're not perfect at it, but we do have this opportunity to demonstrate the kingdom of God while we're growing in grace, without being perfect, but learning to depend on the Holy Spirit, learning to listen to his voice, allowing him to move us in those situations, to move us with compassion, and to demonstrate that the nature of who he is and to demonstrate the love and the compassion and the grace of God to people. So yeah, heal the sick, (laughs) cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. You don't have to go into a situation like, oh God, I ask that if it be your will. Listen, it is his will. He already told you that it's his will. He already showed it to you over and over again that it's his will. It is the will of God to heal because it's his nature, because he's our healer. It's his will that people be saved. It's his will that people be free from addiction. It's his will that people be healed. Jesus told his disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You and I have this privilege of standing on earth, demonstrating the nature of the kingdom of heaven to this world around us. When heaven comes into contact with earth things shift. Things change. Things are broken. People are delivered. Thing, things in people's lives that were torn down get to be redeemed. Addictions are broken. Struggles, uh, sin struggles are broke. Like all kinds of things change. Everything changes in the presence of God. Everything changes when you demonstrate the kingdom of God to the world around you. So just recognize your authority as a believer. Jesus said, heal the sick because when you stand in a situation where where you have an opportunity to minister to somebody, Jesus gave you authority. He gave you authority over sickness. He gave you authority over disease. He gave you that authority. So when you're in a situation like that and you have an opportunity to pray for somebody, it's not, Father, if it be your will, please do this. That's not what it is. It's, I command this sickness to be gone in Jesus' name. Speak to that thing. Speak to whatever it is. I'm just going to give you a couple of practical things and then I'm going to end this because we're, we're, we're running late here speak to it so if somebody tells you that they have uh i don't know if the person has a headache or the person has a sore throat speak to that thing speak to that need god i speak to this headache in jesus name i command it to be gone right now or you could even simply speak be healed In Jesus' name, that's totally fine, but command, declare, make declarations. you are not asking permission of God to be praying for a sickness. He already gave you authority over that sickness, so just stand in that situation with confidence, with authority, with boldness, with faith, and declare, command that thing to be made well, to be made whole. If somebody has an issue of something permanently damaged or something that isn't there, this is this is the first example that came to my head like if somebody's missing cartilage in their knee, for example, that's kind of a common problem. Don't ask for healing because they're not sick. Pray for and declare a creative miracle. So, they've actually got something that needs to be reborn or regenerated or added, like God needs to put something in there that's not already there. Make sure that you're speaking properly to whatever it is that you're speaking to, but In that situation or a situation like that, you're declaring a creative miracle. Father, I just declare, I believe you for a creative miracle right now. I speak to this missing cartilage. I command it to be regenerated right now in the name of Jesus. Just speak the word, speak life, declare the power of God, command things that that do not exist to come into existence. You actually have that authority as a believer, as a child of God. So yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for taking the time. I do this podcast every single week because I really, really honestly want you to experience the power of God, the presence of God working in your life every single day in practical ways. One of the most practical ways that I know how to demonstrate the power of God is... In finding people and I'm not even saying you have to go out and look for them because you're gonna you're gonna find them they're gonna come to you declare command things to be made whole command things to be made new and just recognize that you go into every situation and the power and the authority that Jesus has given you all right so that was a little bit of a longer one I really hope that you got something out of it really looking forward to being back with you next Monday 6 a.m. Eastern 5 a.m. Central Of course, you can listen anytime you want at simplepowerpodcast.com. Also on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, most places that you can consume podcasts. So thank you guys so much for your time. Have an awesome week.